Welcome to Rising Femme, a podcast dedicated to helping you rise higher in all areas of your life and leadership. I'm your host, therapist and mindset business success coach, Monique Harding. Over the last seven years, I've mentored thousands of ambitious visionaries and purpose-led leaders looking to expand their income and their impact, embody their fullness, and connect with their true north. I'll be bringing you some of my favorite thought leaders, cozy solo riffs that mess with your stuck thinking, and powerful story shares across all things business, relationships, money, and more. If you're a bold, big dreaming woman ready to unlock your highest potential with confidence and unshakable self-belief, settle in. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Rising Femme. Oh, excuse me. I am just lighting my incense. I have this incense from, was it from Gentle Habits? If you haven't um, smelt it before, it is amazing. And it's called Electric Dreams, which I love. Um, and so I almost, I have this ritual before every podcast episode, before all of my client calls, I always light some incense and kind of put it out there to the universe that all of you may manifest your electric dreams. Um, it sounds so cheesy <laughs> now that I say it out loud. Sorry, I'm just grabbing the the holder. Um, Yeah, it sounds so cheesy as I say it out loud, but it's actually just like this beautiful ritual that I absolutely love. And I feel like the smell does something to me now. Um, Oh my goodness. It has been a week. It has been a week. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, at Harding underscore. um, Gosh, I've had a bit of a roller coaster. Um, Not an income roller coaster though, because... What we're going to talk about today helps prevent those. Um, I have had a roller coaster of events this week. My eye got infected earlier on the week. They think it might be, I still don't know actually, because I'm waiting on the ophthalmology reports to come back. Um, but they think it may be some kind of infection in my tear duct, um, which my beautiful friend and client Ash informs me could even be from swimming in one of our local creeks. Um, which is kind of gross. Well, I mean, it's really gross, let's be honest. Um, And then it turned into cellulitis and blew up my face, couldn't see out of my eye. Um, I had a overnight, nearly um, nearly, what would it have been, close to 48-hour stay um, in hospital. It just so happened that I sort of begged to to be sent home because I wasn't getting any sleep there. Um, However, I've woken up today feeling pretty bright and sparkly and wanting to record an episode for you all. So here we are. Um, Hopefully that's the only intro of its kind that we're going to get this year and the rest is going to be a bit more smooth sailing. Um, this episode is very close to my heart. I've titled it Get Off the Income Roller Coaster because I feel so, so strongly about supporting women in particular to create more predictable, reoccurring, repeat 
monthly revenue, well, yearly revenue, weekly revenue, whatever revenue you go off, right? I feel like the coaching industry, we've got a bit of a tendency to focus on month to month. Um, When a lot of my clients, that just doesn't feel true for them. Like they might have a really massive launch once a quarter and that's like a 100K launch. Um, Does that mean that they technically didn't hit their monthly goals the two months prior? Well, yeah, but they made up for it in the the massive launch, right? Um, So apply this, you know, what you will to your unique business model. Um, But today I really want to speak to this idea of have you actually got the structure to scale? Because so many people come to me, I have so many conversations with clients on sales calls where they're wanting to have more predictability in their income. And I get it. I mean, I want that too, right? You want to know that you have the ability to live a certain lifestyle, that you can pay your bills, that you can make investments at a certain level. Um, And without that, it can be really hard on our nervous system. It's almost like, you know, reaching for those investments, even though we know that working with a coach or enrolling in a a particular program is going to likely create some exponential growth for us, it can feel really stretchy and the brain can kind of make us think that it's going to be a bit unsafe even. Um, So I think, you know, having that predictability at any level of your business is is really, really important. And even now, as I think about it, it kind of goes back to, You know that, um, I guess that belief that working for an employer is much more stable than you owning your own business, regardless of whether you know your consultant, creative, coach, like doesn't really matter what industry, you know, that's just sort of been the, I guess the, a dominant belief, right? That a lot of society holds is that having your own business is really unsafe. There's not a lot of predictability in your in your revenue. I know I certainly subscribed to, to that belief when I moved out of a government mental health setting into opening my own private practice. I had so much fear around whether I could create repeat revenue. Um, and now I'm in a space where, you know, being in the coaching industry now and really fully stepping into that over the last sort of 18 months or so, uh, I've had very predictable months. Like they've always kind of sat around a a certain level. Um, And I think that that has had so much to do with the strategy and the foundations behind my business. Because as I said, so many people come to me wanting this. However, once we actually start to get into the work together and I get behind the scenes of their business, I discover that there's no sales system, there's minimal ways to work together, and there's absolutely no regularity in how they're creating content, how they're selling. So everything's very like piecemeal, reactive. So of course then what we're going to get is piecemeal reactive income, right? I big believer that your your income, your revenue is going to be reflective of your strategy, of your process, of your execution. I think a big part in this as well is you know, how we sort of define selling and what a sales system looks like. Um, and that's what I'd really love to dive into 
in this episode because you know we have to start with the foundations guys like without them you actually have nothing to scale <laughs> you know you have an idea like we need to have these really rock steady foundations in terms of our messaging our sales system our offerings our retention our client delivery like let's work to get them squeaky clean to get you feeling really confident in how you're executing all of those things and how you attract clients how you deliver to them how you retain them. Uh, and then from there, we can look to, you know, build the scale, right? We can look to actually elevate your earnings. And in my experience, that can happen pretty quickly. So often once we kind of rewind a little bit, almost like zoom out in order to be able to zoom in, um, and we take that deeper focus and that deeper interest in working on the foundations, the scale happens quite quickly. It's just when we're missing that, when we're missing almost that, you know, concrete slab of our house, it's very hard to build upon there without it feeling quite dysregulating. And I know that, you know, if you're listening to this, that's not something that you want. And this is going to be a really core part of what I'll be teaching in Thursday's masterclass is actually, you know, how you form those foundations in your business for predictable revenue. Um, In that, we're going to be looking a little bit broader than today's episode. So I'm going to be taking you through office suite messaging, uh, your visibility strategy, um, you know, all of those things, exactly what you need to do to refine those areas for more leverage. So if you haven't already signed up for that masterclass, class, class, <laughs> sound like Kath and Kim. Um, gosh, I love that show. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the masterclass, then you can head to miniecutting.co forward slash masterclass, or there is a link in the show notes for you. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And just remember, you have to register in order to get the replay. But today in this conversation, I want to talk with you about your sales process. Now, if you are sitting there and thinking, what's a sales process? (laughs) Don't worry, I got you. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, But basically, do you have a repeatable process in which you are bringing clients into your world? So whether that is live launching, selling in the DMs, personalized reach out, a low ticket offer, some form of funnel, I don't care. Like one of my biggest gloats in the coaching industry is that none of my clients have the same business model as me. That to me is proof that I am not a cookie cutter coach, that I do not tell my clients to mirror my business model because there's one way of doing things. Um, It's so the opposite of that. Like, but the sales process, regardless of whether it's, you know, any of those things for you, we want to have something that you are repeating over and over and over again. Like, I think this is such an important learning that sometimes we can forget when we're trying to build something and we're trying to seek more impact in our business is that the people who achieve the most success don't actually do a million things. They do a few things really, really well. It's a process of refinement. And I think particularly in how we do sales, how we sell, it comes back to how deep we know our strengths. The people who 
I have coached, I have supported who really know their strengths. They know their zone of genius. They know where they shine. They know whether they are a magnetic copywriter or they're great in verbal communication. They know whether they're extroverted, more introverted. They know if they're great on personal sales calls or if they're awesome at holding group energy. When they know their strengths, they're then able to develop a sales process around that. So number one, you're more likely to do it. And number two, it's going to feel a hell of a lot more easeful. And three, your clients will be naturally drawn to you because of the energy in which you're bringing to it, right? The confidence in which you are bringing to it. I'm not pushing my introverted client to do live launches where she's on this big stage having to put out lots of energy. You know, we're looking at more one-to-one, deeper conversations through a low-ticket offering and building out automation in her sales process within her business. So you can see how it's really important for us to personalize this according to your strengths. And if you're thinking about your sales process right now and you don't have something, you know, repeatable such as, you know, live launch model events, um, whether you're doing challenges, um, email type sequences, um, any of those that I've spoken about, funnels, low ticket offers, personalized reach outs, etc. If you don't have any of that currently and perhaps you're mainly focused on your one-to-one, um, Even just from like a social media presence perspective, do you have a repeatable process in terms of how you are selling online? So are you selling in your stories every second day? Are you directing people to your hero piece of content, which then is linked into your sales process, directing them to one-on-one offer? Like how are you bringing people into your world and then inviting them to work with you? And are you doing that every kind of 48 hours roughly if you were in that building season within your business? Because we need to have the repetition there, right? The majority of the people that I see that are struggling in this kind of space, it's because they're simply not doing it enough. You know, sometimes, yeah, it's a messaging problem and we're tweaking messaging and we're looking at the psychology of their ideal client and we're refining it to their strengths. You know, that that plays a part. Of course it does. And if the repetition isn't there, if it's like you're selling once a week on stories and I don't know. I've been out of action for 48 hours with this eye thing. I haven't looked at Instagram. Does that just mean that then I don't see an opportunity to work with you for like a week? What if next week I'm not on stories or I don't see your story? Like the repetition has to be there because that's the thing, obviously, that increases the likelihood of someone seeing it for starters. And also, It's the thing that helps people trust you more because they see you consistently speaking to the same messaging, to the same process, directing people to where they need to go, helping them self-identify, all of the good things that we know that you do in relationship-based sales. So that would be what I would be asking you. How often are you currently leaning into your selling? into your sales process. And there's a whole other episode, which I will link in the show notes where I talked about this, you know, really thinking about you selling 
based on how you like to be sold to and, you know, making that a core part of the way that you do business because it's easier to get behind, right? Like if you love being sold to in a really like personalized voice notey way, um, then that's probably going to be something that you will more easily do. Whereas if you're somebody who loves live events and you love, you know, hanging out with people in that energy, then I'd be encouraging you to perhaps look at replicating that process as you're building and trying that on for a bit and seeing how it fits. Another question I really love to ask my clients that are, you know, looking at scaling their offerings is this question of, how would you feel if you had 10 people sign up tomorrow? How about 20, 30, 40? And it reminds me of my first few rounds of my very first course. It was called Make Peace With Your Past. I wanted to do two or three really big cohorts. Like I was like, this course is amazing. I want everybody to do it. Um, I could bring on, like if I took 12 in each group, you know, I could have like three of those and that would be 36 people. How amazing would that be? However, I had no structure or system to support that. When I launched the course, I was still seeing 30 upwards, maybe 30 to 40 one-on-one clients in my clinic. So it was massive, like huge days, building the course in after hours outside of that. And who do you think was doing all of the admin, all of the onboarding, sending the personalized emails, setting up all of the Zoom links, recording all of the content? Because the way that I launched that one was that um, I did all of the messaging, formed the sales page, launched it, um, had the, I think it was 12 people, maybe it was 13, Mm. Yeah, 13 people, I think it was, um, that came into the first round and then I created the content from there. So I was doing that on the fly as well. So it would be like week one, I would create the content the week before, release it, release it, release it kind of thing. Um, So it was very, very time heavy, right? So if I had 30 people sign up, I would have had a mental breakdown, I think, in that first week. There was no, as I said, no automation, no systems, and I think it's, it's a funny one because often we get really comfortable at an upper limit of people, of a certain number of people at least, in our courses, in our programs, and in our memberships. And that's so okay, right? I'm not here preaching growth for growth's sake um, or anything of that nature. I'm totally polar opposite to that um, because, you know, you saying that you want, you know, eight or 10 people in your program, maybe for a really good reason, right? If you've landed on that. But if you are saying that you're wanting more, yet the thought of your Slack channel getting super noisy, Slack, Voxer, whatever you're using, or you doing that many one-to-ones or hot seats feels a bit overwhelming, then energetically you're going to repel it. So it's really helpful to ask yourself, do you have a sales process and an onboarding process to support that many signups in a day? Or are you doing everything manually? 
I don't mind the manual approach, to be honest, for a first round launch. So I've got a couple of one-on-one clients at the moment who are launching beta rounds of their programs. And I spoke with one of my clients today um, about this very thing because she was saying, I'm just feeling like a little bit patchy in terms of how I'm launching it. And I said, yeah, well, like it's a beta program, right? We don't have the strategy nailed down. We're being really agile in terms of shifting messaging, in terms of what we're sending in the emails. Um, And I think that that makes sense because we're kind of responding to live data. But Sure as hell, when we go to launch this program again for her, um, which she will likely do, I'm imagining, I'm going to say quarter three of this year, or if you're a financial year person, quarter one of the financial year, 24-25, it's going to be much more automated because she's got all of the emails there, right? We've almost tested the... We've tested the data a little bit and we've learned some really great things from launching the program too in terms of when should we um, pitch it to her broader audience as opposed to a waitlist strategy. Um, When uh, do we introduce uh, objection handling type messaging as opposed to just focusing more on transformation-based marketing? Um, So yeah, it's been really helpful from that perspective. But then once you've kind of done that one or two times, it's really quite smart for you to move it to a more automated process where it's not so manually heavy for you, right? And this is where, you know, tools, AI tools like ChatGPT, um, like AI tools that, you know, cut video for us where we can pull content from masterclasses, little short snippets to use in reels. Like they just shine so much, don't they? In these moments, like it enables us to launch something again, keep the same messaging, but kind of shift the copy that little bit. Um, or you might work with a copywriter if you wanted it like a much, much higher standard, because I'm still a massive believer that, you know, a program like ChatGPT is not going to um, out-recruit, would that be the word? Um, it's not going to get rid of, you know, copywriters. Like there's still such an important place for them in the market um, and so much respect as well for what they do creatively. Uh yeah, I digress. <laughs> this um, this has become a podcast about how much Monique loves copywriters. Um, but yes, are you doing everything manually? Because if it's not your first launch of something, there is room for automation. And even if it is your first launch, but you're pretty established within your business, we can look for a few small things, right? To buy back a bit of time for you. Um, because this is often where I think people can give up on programs because they do the launch and they're like, oh, that was exhausting. I don't want to go back and do that again. But the reality is that, you know, your first launch is going to be the most intensive manually time energy. And then from there, it's going to be more about optimization and refinement. So I'd really be encouraging you to connect in with that, you know, that psychological piece of what am I saying that I'm wanting and what am I saying that I want to call in versus, you know, where have I not met my manifestation in the middle? You know, am I saying that I want another 10 people? However, I haven't really worked on the automation or the back end to be able to hold that level of people. What would the onboarding process look like for them? Like, I think it's always helpful to be asking ourselves the question of what would I need to refine from my business systems and foundations perspective in order to scale to that 
next level. And that's why in, in Luminate, in my group coaching program, there's such a big focus on these structures and systems to scale, right? Because once we've, once we've actually bedded down and refined and optimized all of your messaging, we've strategized your office suite, and we've worked through your relationship-based sales system, it makes total sense to me then to transition as much as possible from a manual side of things into automation. Um, So if you are interested in Luminate, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, really great time to have a conversation. Please reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram Luminate and I can send you some more information. Um, Gratefully, I haven't even launched it as yet. That will be happening a little bit later this week. And it's looking like we're about 50% full and there's a very limited number of those one-on-one upgrade spots. Um, So particularly if you're somebody who is interested in that, I'd really encourage you to reach out. Uh, Hopefully that has given you a bit of inspiration today just to kind of have a bit of a review of what does the sales process look like in my business? Have I got a repeat, reliable systems structure process in place to be able to call in my dream clients, regardless of whether I'm one-to-one offerings or and bespoke kind of consulting services, or if I'm targeting more group, membership, mastermind type models. Um, If you have loved this episode and you are really wanting to look at optimizing the structures within your business this year for scale, I'd really encourage you to pop your name down for that masterclass. It's going to be super potent, powerful 60 minutes we will spend together. Link again is moniqueharding.co forward slash masterclass. And once again, you can grab that in the show notes. But thank Thank you so much for being here today with me. It's been a very welcome distraction from the discomfort that is my bulging eyelid at the moment. Um, And also just for any of you who reached out to me on Instagram, sent me your healing wishes. I was absolutely inundated with messages, with responses. I love this community so freaking much. I adore you. I believe in you. And I will see you either on Thursday for the masterclass or in another episode of Rising Femme next week. Catch you soon. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you have gained some new insight and ideas from today's episode. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Tell me your greatest takeaway, how you're going to apply it, and why not share it in a review? It is honestly the biggest compliment that you can give to rate and review or share this with your people on Instagram. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, moniqueharding.co. You can get a free copy of my quiz to identify the one area that you're needing to work on now in order to increase your impact and income and level up in your life. Big love, and I'll see you next week.